Welcome to episode 143 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with the Crack the Customer Code Cracktastic Award winner, Adam Tafor. Cracktastic? Seriously? Really? <laughs> it's a good thing. You have run <laughs> out of stuff to call me. It is official. The, I mean, we are on episode 143. I just the, want to remind you. <laughs> the names have jumped the shark. <laughs> officially right that sounds like a, like something from new jack city <laughs> you're just gonna call me the crack the customer code epidemic next yeah why not it's not I mean... good <laughs> cracktastic wow well this is sort of an augmented reality here to be called cracktastic so <laughs> oh i don't know about that one <laughs> no not a good segue i tried it really it's really augmenting my perception of myself so anyways, augmented reality, that is our topic. And just in honor of that, I'm going to be playing Pokemon Go while we're on the podcast together. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. And I am going to uh, be an adult while we're on the podcast together. So we'll just do that together. It'll be fun. Now it tells, it gives you a little warning. There was an update and it gives you a little warning. Like if you're in a car, it says you can't do this unless you're a passenger, just like uh, Waze does, oh, you know? really? So, yeah, it's, I'm like, there must have been a lot of people doing That's that. A, well, I've seen a couple of uh, articles for sure. Well, you know, I thought I was going to have Brian Kramer on my side uh, with the uh, Pokemon no. Go. And he's like, oh, yeah, I play. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm, of course. I'm all alone in the Pokemon. You actually are. Yeah, everybody, she actually is looking at her Pokemon Go right now. She keeps and looking down at it. I just caught a bell sprout. So, um, there you go. Wow, this is <laughs> fascinating radio. So I'm going to talk about some stuff people are interested in. <laughs> <laughs> Augmented reality is everywhere. <laughs> yes, Pokemon Go, go away. But yes, <laughs> it is big. And, you know, who knew? You can never predict viral, which we talked about with uh, Brian Kramer. But this thing caught on like crazy. And I think one of the reasons, because I've seen it, obviously, I've looked at yours over your shoulder at him. And, you know, one of the reasons is it is new. It's a whole different experience and it's a cutting edge technology. And well, it's, and I, oh, sorry. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say, and I think, you know, a lot of this is where we're heading. Hopefully not just Pokemon, but, you know, in <laughs> other uses, what we're going to talk about. Well, and I think, you know, after South by Southwest, everybody was talking virtual reality because that was such a big thing there where everybody was putting on the helmets and the earphones and you feel like, you know, I described how I felt like I was driving the Mars rover or the moon rover, which was so cool. Um, but augmented reality is really using technology in a different way where you feel like you're interacting with your real life environment, but in a you know, through your mobile phone so that you can actually visualize things. You can see what it would be like. And the Pokemon Go example is just one of many. And one of the ways that I've seen both retail and restaurants taking advantage of that are Pokey sales. <laughs> I wish everybody could see your eye rolls. <laughs> uh, Pokey sales. They're so fun. I don't really drink that much, but yeah, is it okay to drink while we podcast? <laughs> I, may, I may need one after this. So, I think it's really clever because instead of like getting mad at people for doing what they're going to do anyway, some restaurants and, and retail stores are saying, are putting up signs saying, hey, if you catch a Pokemon in our facility and you take a picture of it, you capture it, show us the picture and we'll give you a free app or, or you'll get 25% off or whatever. And that's totally leveraging augmented reality. I think it's really clever. Well, no, it's and businesses are 
completely using this. It's funny. So the way I, I think I told you this story, but the way I really discovered Pokemon, yeah, everybody, it's the same for everybody. We all woke up on Facebook one day and like, whoa, <laughs> what just happened? The world, everything in the world is Pokemon all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> so like two days later, I'm at the bank going to a safe deposit box, like oldest school thing possible, a locked <laughs> box with two regular good old metal keys, you know, good old fashioned. Uh-huh. And there's some 20 something, I hope I hadn't talked about this before, but there's some 20 you something know, bank employee in there with me and she's got her phone with her, which I'm like, okay, not great professionalism there while you're bringing your phone while you're walking the customer to the back. And she just starts talking about Pokemon, like, not, <laughs> not prompted. I didn't ask. And I'm like, OK, well, this is my window to find out what all the fuss is about. And there she's like, go. yeah, we're trying to, like, figure out how to make this a Pokemon place so people will come in and get their Pokemons and we can sign mm-hmm. them up for checking. And I'm like, yeah, wow. It's called Pokestop. Po- well, yeah, so well, know. I'm not even sure it had that <laughs> name, uh, like, because this is literally like day three of all this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy, though, the way that it took off. So back to augmented reality. Mm-hmm. and business uh, applications that don't involve being part of the biggest viral <laughs> game in the history of the world because not everybody's going to be able to do that. So other uses are going to need to be more practical and more sort of standard, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was interesting, you know, we looked at that video for Augment.com, mm-hmm. I believe, and how they're showing trade shows and um, – you know, end cap displays in retail stores and all of these uses where you can see the actual, you know, whatever it is, the product you're selling, you can show this product in 3D, in a location, in scale, drag mm-hmm. your finger, you can touch the soda can, all of this stuff. And it's really amazing. I don't know what the cost is, but obviously one of the things they're selling in that video is, hey, you go to a trade show, you bring three iPads, you don't bring a seven ton Right. Uh, you know, right. a printing press machine or whatever it may be. And it's a fascinating uh, look at, one, how this can be used to enhance the customer experience at the same time decrease costs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think if you think about just some of the obvious uses for this, there's the the B2B, which you're talking about, where you can say, oh, how would this end cap display look for my product in this particular grocery store? <laughs> like you can get to that level. Um, but then you can also say to the customer, hey, uh, you know, use our app and see how this recliner would actually fit in your living room. So you can see the furniture in the actual space that you would have it to begin with. And anybody who has been talked into something in a furniture store (laughs) and then you get it home and you go, what was I thinking? I mean, this is huge. This is a, this is a great way to use it. But I I was even thinking beyond that a little bit with education, you know, how could we use this with education? Even with things like there are lots of people who have anxiety about change. We we've talked about that. So if somebody has, you know, they're nervous about going to college, they're nervous about What's my dorm going to be like? Things like that. You could actually use this to really uh, show them, okay, this is what it looks like. How would this How would this work with the possessions that you already have? And I mean, there are so many uses for this. And it's kind of interesting that virtual reality was the darling at South by Southwest. This was kind of the stepchild because it's not quite as immersive. It's not quite as cool in some ways. But I think in, in many ways, it's a lot more useful towards customer experience. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say because I think they both have different uses. So it just mm-hmm. depends on what your, 
you know, that's like saying social media is good for some customer service and bad for other customer service. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just really the use would be my thought on that. But so let's talk about the cons because I think there's a lot of pros, but there's some interesting things I can sort of see down the road from this. One, it's another reason not to be face to face with somebody, mm-hmm. which is good in in some cases, but it's also a negative. Two. You know, this is another thing we've talked about. I get to do it. You know, I like to every few episodes. Macroeconomics. Oh. <laughs> but seriously, if every trade show becomes a oh. virtu- becomes a virtual reality, basically experience, mm-hmm. and there's essentially you're shipping a banner and um, some a couple iPads. Yeah, a couple yeah. iPads and a bowl of candy. <laughs> one, yeah. one, what happens to trade shows eventually? Mm-hmm. And two, certainly what happens to the people that load trade shows and set up trade shows and ship and all that. So it's a very interesting what its impact will be in five or 10 years on traditional industries, because I think it's going to be helpful as a sales tool, but it could also hurt certain industries that mm-hmm. rely on physical product shipping, for instance. Yeah, uh, but that's happening anyway, right? Like, I mean, people are relying on technology for things that used to only be able to you used to only be able to accomplish through face-to-face interactions. That's happening in in lots of different ways. So you're right that this might take over, but... But it's a level. So and here's the example I'd use. Email didn't replace the postal office postal, postal office at first because it was very limited. It was still mm-hmm. in its early days. You couldn't do attachments. You couldn't do legal documents the way we do now. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we've got secure signing. We've got... P- yeah, it's really put a herd on FedEx and all of these companies. You know, mm-hmm. There's a lot of traditional industries that still require paper contracts. but And I think that's where I would say the difference is. Like right now, it's just that stuff is nibbling. Yeah. Th- this could really be like a bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. We need to cue the Jaws music, please. Yeah, I think it's – I mean, it's fascinating how – we really we want so much customization now. We want so much personalized uh, experience in in how we interact with these different brands that I think all of these brands are trying to figure out how can we personalize things in a bigger way, in a better way. And I think this is one of the steps that they're doing that. So I I wonder if there will be real drawbacks to this. I mean, I don't I. I'm not sure I see them. I think that this is one thing in the toolbox. Well, it depends who you're looking at. I think for us, it's all upside. Mm-hmm. We run virtual businesses. Right. This is, this, <laughs> is, this is great for us. No, people like us, knowledge workers, people like that. I think, you know, every time it means something's not shipped or everything, they, there could be negatives in, in those streams. But no, in big picture, I mean, I think this stuff is incredibly exciting. I love, I mean, the idea of mm-hmm. starting to use this in training eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, once it's, sure. I mean, for what I do, what you do, I mean, th- that's just gold. I love this stuff. It could be incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look, we talk to companies, it's, you know, you're talking about a workshop, you're talking about this or that, you know, a lot of times the logistics of being there is one of the biggest objections. Well, and I also wonder about things like, you know, would you need an interior designer anymore? You know, like there are people who have certain skills that can visualize uh, better than than others, and so if if I have that capability to actually see things, or if I can look at my backyard through my iPad and see what that tree would actually look like, instead of hiring a landscape architect, you know, all yeah. of these things. There are different ways that maybe this will start affecting 
even maybe they're going to start calling themselves different titles. Well, yeah, you know? I, I think you would have interior designers. What I think would happen is the ones that use this technology as, and I'm guessing obviously, but the ones that use this technology as part of their portfolio. It's the people that couldn't change, the ones that were yeah. sort of stuck in the old school way of doing it. Because still, you can't feel a room this way quite. Right. I mean, that's good. It's, that, we're a ways off before you can really feel. Yeah, it's not like you can sit down in the recliner. Right, right, right <laughs> and get the feel of the room. And I mean, mm -hmm. so there's, but on the other hand, you know, you can measure, you can see how things fit, you can do all of these things virtually and eventually, you know. Uh, presumably you'll take your iPad and basically do a 360 of your room or something similar like that. There'll be some kind of method to basically record your existing room into the app. Mm -hmm. And then they just mm -hmm. start plugging in Louis the 14th chairs or yeah. <laughs> Ikea, Ikea tables or whatever it is, whatever your style is. And then the really good ones, they have a Pikachu show up on your chair. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Pokemon Go people do. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, on that note, you had to you had to bring it. We were had this really great discussion about the future oh. and technology and you had to go back to Pokemon. You guys should let me know like what your best Pokemon is. That's what I want to know. So what does that listeners... even mean? What, what is a best Pokemon? What does that mean? Um well I have I think I don't know what mine is. I'm I don't play all that often. My husband plays more than me, so he has a lot more. But uh I think my best one is in the six hundreds and he's got some in the thousands. You mean like if you you hit one it gives you points and that's what you mean it's, by your best Pokemon? Yeah, they, they get I think it's combat points. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, it's so fun, Adam. Oh no, I do have one that's over a thousand now because my kids help me evolve things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that's that's legit, man. If you see a Pokemon sitting on a chair in your living room, that would that's like bringing it all together. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, on that note, we hope you enjoyed episode 143 of Crack the Customer Code. Um, you know. <laughs> Send Jeannie feedback. I don't think she checks email anymore. You've got to like show up in her phone as some sort of like pokey thingy. I don't even know. But uh, if you want to talk to me and have an adult conversation, we can do that at crackthecustomercode.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm on level 13. <laughs> <laughs> level up, Jeannie. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and see my TEDx talk at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Pork. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and our new online trainings at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.